0: everyone it's sarah from little rockers radio here for the rocking motherhood show now any new mum will agree the transition into motherhood for most is difficult at best and research actually shows that it's especially tough for professional women to make that transition so here to talk to us about this today is sheree Pachon from the connected mama hi sheree how are you um, well, thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me on your show. Now, as I said, it's it's hard. Well, it's hard for any women really to make that transition into motherhood, but it's particularly hard for professional women to make the transition. Why is that?
1: Yeah. So professional women, like um, like I was when I I transitioned to motherhood. Um, look, it's hard for us because we are used to being, you know, results driven and highly successful and used to achieving things and then when our little baby comes along, all of that often goes out the window because we don't have any control over our baby and, um, you know, we're used to being independent, our baby is all of a sudden – Know, here and 100% dependent on us. We're used to being in control over our situation. And as everyone with a baby knows, you're certainly not in control of that. Yes. Um, so all of these things sort of add up to make a, a pretty tough transition.
0: Yeah, they do, don't they? I think that control, the word control is such a powerful word when you think of motherhood, isn't it? Like I, I came from working in marketing management and I was surprised at how long it took me to get used to a lack of control, like just to let things mm. go. Mm. Absolutely. And also we
1: used to, um, and you would have been as well with the marketing background, used to being really productive. You know, we we can pack a lot into our days and then when a baby comes along, you're lucky to have a shower or yeah. lucky to, you know, prepare lunch for yourself and that's a big shock. So I think, um, you know, it's the combination of all of those things, just being out of control not being productive, also not getting validation as well. That's a big one because we are used to, um, in our professions, we're really used to getting feedback um, from others and validation on the job we're doing and we often don't hear that in early motherhood. So, look, a combination of all those different things adds up to a a real struggle.
0: Yeah, of course. And when you're pregnant, you don't, foresee this difficulty do you I mean you're you're really focused for for most people who are pregnant you're focused on the birth and you don't really foresee a lot beyond that so if professional women who who perhaps are um thinking about post-birth what can they do prior to help them with the transition is there anything they can do
1: oh absolutely definitely but I think you're you know you're spot on the money there where you know we think I oh, will be fine we've got this belief that you know, we've been successful in everything we've done so far, or we've been able to get through things, motherhood's going to be the same. Um, So it is a bit difficult to, you know, have that um, cut through in pregnancy of that message. I definitely agree with that, because we often think, you know, that struggle is for other people, we're actually going to be okay. So I think that, you know, the real lack in the pregnancy care, the traditional care models that we see at the moment is support emotionally and mentally. And I I believe, you know, a lot more could be done in that area. So for me, I feel it's about connection. So whilst you're not necessarily, you know, thinking that everything's going to be bad when mum, you know, when bub comes, and it's not always, but you're looking at, okay, well, how can I take the this opportunity of where I am? My body is forcing me to slow down. I was spent the weekend with um, a pregnant friend and, you know, baby brain is real. So there's all these signs that, you know, make um, us slow down during pregnancy. So how can we make the most of that time um, and give ourselves, you know, the emotional and mental support that um, we need um, and look further than birth? Because I agree a lot of people do, do that emotional, mental preparations for birth and then, yeah, motherhood comes and you realise maybe um, some of that preparation could have been taken a little bit wider
0: yeah and there's a lot of fabulous women and businesses out there that support in that area but you're right the cut through to reach uh, women when they're pregnant is really really difficult Mm. Um, and one of the things I'm quite often asked you know what advice do you have for women who are pregnant and they Mm. laugh at me but my advice is always to lower your standards oh absolutely (laughs) because Mm. you you just can't do everything that you you think that you can and you just need to lower your standards otherwise you end up getting very disappointed I think within yourself um, which then makes yes. it much harder
1: mm. absolutely and so that's um so I have written a book called um it's your birthright and it's um, a guide for professional women to calmly transition to motherhood and it's all about ways to proactively pre- prepare during pregnancy and it is based on connection so I love the advice that that you gave all about you know dropping your standards so from for what I believe is using this time to when we're slowing down to to connect and to connect inwards and you know really go on a bit of an inner discovery as to what your expectations are leading into motherhood yeah. um because it is that disappointment like you think it's going to it's going to be some way or you think that you will be one one way or your baby will will be this sort of baby and your husband will support you in this way. Mm-hmm. And then when you come into motherhood, the expectations might not lead up to reality and you might have some disappointment and could even feel failure. So, you know, I've got some um, some exercises in how to, you know, list down and, and think about the sort of expectations that you're bringing in. Think about the fears that you have how you can release some of those fears. Um, also look at the, you know, who are you outside of your professional role? Yes. Because a lot of us really walk into a, um, or walk through life because we've spent, you know, a decade sometimes, you know, depending on when, when we're having children or when we started our careers, could even be two decades building up our career and we have this strong sense of identity attached to what we do. Um, so, So that can be a real shock then. When bub comes along and you're not in that role, and you can feel a real sense of loss as to who you are. Um, So in pregnancy, you know, it could be a time to start exploring. Well, what do I enjoy outside of my job, um, and how can I, you know, build that into my life at the moment and build it into the routine when bub comes. Um, So, you know, it's really pregnancy could be a time for connection and connecting in with yourself and you know who you are and what your what beliefs you have your expectations the fears um you know also what energizes you so when you are tired and low on energy in motherhood what do you know that really works to give you a boost of energy so that could be um could be anything could be having a nice healthy meal could be going for a bit of a walk could be listening to a song that particularly pleases you you know so just coming up with um Getting to know you better, so that you're not sort of trying to figure all that out when you've got this baby that's really dependent on you, yeah. and you're trying to work it out. Then, so yeah. it's a little bit of a deep dive, a bit of a self discovery. Um, so, and I think some of the birth preparations looks at that, but um, there is a, a sense to to take it a little bit wider than that.
0: Yeah, and that so your book goes into that that and helps with that journey. Yeah. That way, does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it all right. does and one of the other interesting things that i when you say to look outside of of who you are i found one of the other things that was very difficult was the fact that i felt even though i was a full time mum for for you know a period of time before i did go back into the workforce i felt like i wasn't contributing so financially, I was used to contributing to paying the bills and paying the mortgage and all of those sorts of things. And, and after, I guess, I got through that sleep deprivation in the first few months of being all in, I then felt like I wasn't contributing, which probably came back to that sense of me not quite knowing who I was in the first place.
1: Absolutely. And that's very common. I felt that as well um, in the early days and I think that's why there is the rise of mompreneurs as well because they, you know, want to be contributing financially. But, look, I don't think in necessarily it's, it's a mindset thing. Um, so you don't necessarily need to be bringing the money in, but just shifting, you know, those limiting beliefs and, you know, how are you contributing in other ways, et cetera. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly, in other ways. Now, you also offer affirmation cards for new mums. How have you found that these help? And are they for any mum or are they particularly useful for women who are transitioning from professional life into motherhood?
1: Yes. So they are for new mums. So they're for any any new mum. So they actually came about because I was very prepared when my son was born. I was very prepared for birth, extremely prepared. And about two days before I was about to give birth to him, I went, Oh my God, I've not listened to my sisters who have said I needed to prepare for motherhood. I am not ready for this at all. But one thing that really helped me in preparation for birth were affirmations. So I jumped online And I went to buy some cards online um, and I couldn't find any. So I spent an evening going through my materials and, you know, just trying to work out um, some affirmations that would help me. And I put them in post-it notes and had them ready to swap over when my son came home from hospital to swap over the birth affirmations with the new mum affirmations. The, The cards that I created were based on those initial affirmations Plus, you know, I did a bit of, um, bit of research as to some of the other areas that mothers were struggling with and I came up with this range of um, 17 affirmations for specifically for new mums. And then I, I um, designed them up and, and put them to market. So how they work is they sort of tap into your inner knowing and provide strength and words of comfort um, in you know, a time of, of change and chaos. And there is a bit of science behind affirmations and it's all about retraining your neural pathways or like in other words, you sort of fake it until you make it. So with repetition, continual use and so the ones I have a visual, but you can say them out loud. I also have a recording of the affirmation. So using them in the visual, you speaking them, listening to them, all these different ways of, of bringing it into the subconscious mind actually t- retrains neural pathways so that it, you know, this this belief that serves you replaces a belief that might not serve you. Um, so, for example, the brain often reaches for um, the lazy thought and often the negative thought is that, that first thought. So, for example you might, the first thought might be, oh, I can't do this. Mm. Whereas through use of affirmations, um, you know, bombarding your senses and subconscious, it might reach for the thought,
0: yeah, okay, I, I can do this. I've done this before. We
1: can get through this.
0: Yes, yeah. And it's something that I'm actually quite new to. So with the repetitive use of the affirmations, how long does it actually take for you to start seeing that your your mindset has changed or shifted?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure if there's any science on that. I think um, for me, it was quite quickly, quite soon. But I think it's really your resistance. Do you know what I mean? Like what you, how, what your blocker is in yes. in, in terms to what you're trying to achieve. Um, so if it's palatable, if the message is palatable, it'll be quite easy. Um, if you feel that you um, have a bit of resistance or you, you read the, the, the affirmation and you don't believe it, um, it's mm. going to take a little bit longer. Yes. But actually um, with that, with the use of affirmations, um, so for example, one of the, the affirmations is, um, you know, I have what it takes to be a great parent and this moment is temporary. Um, every moment is temporary. This too, this too shall pass. So it's little, little messages like that. If you're in a state of, Really not feeling it. Like things are bad. Bub's crying. The the dishes are, are sky high. You're just feeling out of control. Um, and then you read a positive statement. The tendency is to feel really um, upset or anger towards that statement because it's not how you're feeling. You know, a, a positive burst doesn't resonate yes. with how you're feeling. Yes. So, in order to you know to really cut through and make it work. A lot easier but I suggest to have a reset so that's where you would you know, have a good deep breath and breathe in for the count of four, breathe out to the count of eight or put on some nice music or just go for a walk around the house or just you know it's that reminder to reset and then come back and you know the the positive statements you got plastered around the house actually will feel a lot better because you've
0: had that reset. There's all manner of different ways to use affirmations And I think that these sorts of gifts, we don't realize that when we're pregnant that we may need them. So I always look at these sorts of things as a fabulous gift when you're a mum already to give to someone who you know is expecting for the first time. Now, finally, if I can just finish off with some quick tips from you, what three tips do you have for new mums who may be struggling with the transition?
1: Hmm, Absolutely. Um, So the three tips I have is firstly to be gentle on yourself. Of all the major life transitions we go through in in our lives becoming a mum is one with the highest level of stress you know everything has been turned upside down it's okay to feel the way you're feeling and it's okay if you're you know feeling really happy it's okay if you're not feeling happy and you just feel like crying and it's definitely okay to ask for help you know it's just okay everything is okay you are feeling what you're feeling and that's okay you you just give yourself permission to um, to be fine with that. Um, if you aren't feeling okay for several weeks in a row, and you do feel like you're losing interest in in things, it definitely reach out for help. And there's a lot of support out there um, if you do suspect that maybe you um, are experiencing major anxiety or depression. But for the, for even though if you're not going down that path, it's just okay to, to, to feel the way you feel. Um, and the second tip is to find your tribe. So, you know, we've all heard that saying it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it takes a village to raise a mother. Really reach out to people who have your back and you have those backs. So that could be a mother's group or finding mums um, who share a mutual interest to you. Um, in a meetup group or a Facebook group um, but it, it doesn't have to some people find that it can be quite difficult to do that and it's okay to sort of rent a rent a friend um, if you need to pay somebody to listen to you on the other end of the phone or to go and have a session with someone um, you know who can process how you're feeling um, that's fine too and so if you, you are having issues with uh, breastfeeding or sleep, it's okay to reach out for help. I guess the key message is find the people who have got your back and you don't have to go it alone. Um, yes. There's, there's so many people out there who really have your best interest at heart um, and, you know, seek them out. Um, and the third one is to spend time in nature. I know that might seem a bit out of left field for what we're talking about but nature's really proven to reduce stress and instill calm and as this transition is one that's filled with stress and anxiety um nature is just one way that can really without you even having to do anything at all nature is there to help you know you'll feel better there's studies that show that baby also will feel better by being in nature so it really helps you to to, to be healed and to, to be nurtured by Mother Nature. Um, if you've got some green space near you, like a backyard or a park, you can go there, take your shoes off, put your feet on the ground. There's some levels of um, research to suggest that that really helps ground you know the energy. Also, you can look at the sky in the evening time. Um, just go outside and take deep breaths.
0: I think that is actually probably what saved me. Once I discovered it or or thought about it a bit more, I would put my first son in the pram, just throw in a couple of nappies, and I would just go out and walk. He would fall asleep most of the time, which was great for me, but that walking, and some days I'd walk for two hours or I'd go across the road to the park, and it was really, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was really what helped me start to adjust better.
1: Yeah, me mm. me too. And I didn't realize it at the time either. I was exactly the same. Yeah, I'd walk up to the coffee shop, get a takeaway tea, and I would walk for hours and hours and hours.
0: <laughs> now, um, Cherie can be found at www.theconnectedmama.com. Now, you've also got a free bundle for download, which is available at your website as well, which again is theconnectedmama.com forward slash new-mama-gifts. It all sounds long, but I'll have all of the links on our site and on the post with this interview as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cherie. Thanks for having me. That was Cherie from The Connected Mama on The Rocking Motherhood Show. Thanks for listening.